glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Father, we thank you for your delivering power. Father, we thank you for your healing power. Father, we thank you. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Oh, for, for seeing our needs so far in advance. And, and Father, I, don't, I can't comprehend how through the, through the decades and the centuries you were able to see so far in advance that you were able to interweave everything into place and everything right, I mean, Lord, it truly is miraculous how our Lord Jesus came in the body and the work that he did so that we could be set free from the attack, from the works of Satan, our enemy. And Father, what God would give his power and his ability to us human children? What God would think to look at us as humans and say, you're worthy of my power. You're worthy of my authority. You're worthy of my dominion. You're worthy of my ability. But Lord, you've counted us worthy. And your and, and you, your son, your part of your very part of who you are, willingly came down to live amongst us as us and to go to the cross for us, for us. Yeah, let him let him help you get to your seat. Come on, let him help you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father. Who would have thought that you would look upon us and, and, and your son Jesus would think to say, Lord, I'll go. Dad, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go down and I'll live with them and I'll live like them and I'll experience life as a human. And Lord, I'll win back your authority, power, and dominion in this world. And I'll do it legally, man's way, or through the, through the body of a man. And then, Lord, Father God, when I obtain it, I'll turn around and I'll give my power, my authority, my dominion onto them in my name. Oh, Father, forgive us for not giving reverence and honor to the miraculous work of Christ. But, Father, we're so thankful that you said that those that believe would cast out demons, that we, would, that we would speak with other tongues, that we would tread upon serpents and scorpions. Oh, Father, that you would say that, that, we, that, that if we would eat anything deadly by accident, if we would come in contact with any poison by accident, that it would not harm us, and that you would give us the power and the authority to lay hands upon the sick and that they would recover. Father, who? Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Father, give us light. Give us understanding. Give us revelation of the power and the authority, the might and the ability 
that we walk in because of your dear son Christ. Father, I thank you for the deliverance that took place during prayer. Father, I thank you that it was not an incomplete work, but a complete work. Father, I thank you that the young man is no longer tormented by demons. Father, I thank you that he's completely and totally set free, redeemed and changed, that his mind is now clear, that his emotions are now stable. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Father, it's nothing that Pastor Mike and I did. It's nothing that our, that our wonderful prayer team did. We just positioned ourselves to be vessels. And you came and you met with us face to face. And you did such a marvelous work in our presence. And Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Go to, um, Lord, you've just upended the whole, the whole thing. Uh, Lord, where would you have us to go? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's go to... Um, Let's go to Mark chapter 16. It looks like a, just a good place to go. Let's just go to Mark 16. Let's just go. I said, Lord, we want to see signs, wonders, and miracles. Lord, you said when the word is declared, signs, wonders, and miracles would take place. Well, dear, he said, oh, you want signs, wonders, and miracles? Okay. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Mark 16, let's give you a little background. This is the end of Mark's gospel. And uh, Jesus has been to the cross. Jesus has been to the tomb. Jesus has completely stripped Satan and all of hell of its power, authority, and dominion. He's taken back the keys of the kingdom. He's gone to the, he, he's ascended into heaven, uh, not once but twice. The first time was when he applied his very own blood to the mercy seat and made provision for us. The second time was 40 days after he came out of the tomb and he gave orders to go to Jerusalem and to, uh, he gave orders to the disciples to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. And uh, Mark is giving us the tail end of what he was saying in that time period. And this is, this is part of what Jesus, this is, this is part of that sermon right before Jesus ascended. This is, this is just a little segment of what Jesus said to them there in his very last address to the disciples. Uh, you pick up on that, on that in Acts chapter 1. In fact, hold your place right here in Mark, and let's go to Acts chapter 1. Okay. Hold your place right here. We've we got to do this by the Holy Ghost because this is not what we were going to teach tonight. Acts chapter 1, let you see it for yourself. And uh, let's just pick up right here in verse 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. And uh, let's read. The former treatises have I made, 
O Theopolis, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Underline Jesus began. Jesus began. Now, Luke is the writer of the book of Acts. And so if you read the Gospel of Luke, you ought to just read the book of Acts next because that's a continuation of Luke's writings. And uh, Luke said, this is what Luke said, Luke uh, was addressing uh, what the works that Jesus had done, or notice that it did, he didn't say this is what Jesus did and that was the end. He said this is what Jesus began. The work of Jesus Christ's ministry did not end when Jesus ascended. When Jesus ascended on high, his, his ministry actually just began. Wow, Lord, I just received that revelation. Thank you so much. You know, in ministry, uh, God, you know, most of the time people say, oh, I've been in ministry for 12 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever. And many times, uh, most ministers don't even actually enter into the first phase of ministry. That's what Jesus told Kenneth E. Hagin when he visited him one time. He told that, that uh, Kenneth Hagin had been ministering and pastoring for 12 years, and Jesus came and ministered with him. And Jesus told him, he said, you are just now entering your first phase of ministry. Uh, the Lord said something to Michael and I along those lines at, through Brother Randy at the last meeting. The Lord said, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. I thought, we've been ministering for 23 years, Lord, and this is just the beginning? Oh, my. This is just the beginning. How much you know, the work that Jesus did the first three and a half years was just Jesus' beginning. Well, how is that possible if Jesus is no longer on the earth? Jesus is on the earth through his body, which is the local church. Amen. Let me help you. The local body is the church. The people that, could, that, that make up the local body are members. Uh, don't get the swelled head and say, well, I'm Jesus' body. No, you're Jesus' toenail on his pinky toe. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hair on his head or his leg. You know, you might be the hair in the armpit. I don't know. You know, but but uh, you're just you're just there. a piece. You're just a member. How much you know? That'll help keep the pride off of you. Yes. That help keep the pride off of you. You're a member, and then when you but when you assemble, oh, when you assemble, powerful things begin to happen. When you come together, when you get into prayer. My son, don't think upon the things that you've heard said in times past. For when I set a man free, he is free indeed. I have you in the palm of my hand, and the lies of Satan will not stand. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Kim, I want you to say this out your mouth. Look at me. Look up at me. I want you to say this out of your mouth. We're going to make some faith confessions, okay? I'm not making a spectacle of you. I'm getting you over into faith, okay? I want you to say these words. Say, Father God, I have received, I have received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ has set me free, has set me free from, the works of Satan. from the works of Satan. Satan, Satan you have no right to me. You have no right to me anymore. Anymore. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Satan. God. I refuse to listen to your lies. I refuse to listen to your lies. Anymore. Anymore. You have no hold on me. You have no hold on me. From this day forward. From this day forward. I have made the choice. I have made the choice. I'm going to be in the house. I'm going to be in the house. I'm going to serve my God. I'm going to serve my God. I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to walk with him. Every day. Every day. And you will not stop me. And you will not stop me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Look at me. Father, thank you for making me free and setting me free. Thank you, Lord. Just continue just to say it. Just continue to say it. Just continue to say it. Listen, when you've been consumed by devils and demons all the days of your life and that freedom hits, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to respond. That freedom feels so foreign that it feels wrong. It feels wrong. It feels like something's not right. It feels, uh, you feel unhinged. You, you feel like, I don't know, I, I can't explain it. Something's off. Something's wrong. Something, something's not working. No, it's working. It's just that it's so foreign to you that you don't know how to, to, to perceive it and receive it. And so sometimes, so when that happens, you have to begin to move by faith. You have to begin to operate by faith. You've got to begin to declare and to say some things by faith. And this is, and, 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 and so this is the beginning work of Christ. This is the beginning work of Christ. He said Jesus began to do and to teach. How much you know Jesus is still teaching today? Amen. Jesus is in this room teaching tonight. Amen. Because I can't teach this. I can't say this. I can't do these things. Pastor Mike can't say and do these things. And some people might say, well, you know, that's just that woman and she's got that man under her thumb. She's controlling him. But no, 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 no. No, this is a totally different thing here. Because when that man reads, the word lands differently. When, that word, when he reads that word, man, just illumination hits the spirit in a way that doesn't, it doesn't hit any other time. I, when I, I mean, I do my alone study time, and it seems dry, and the Lord will say some things to me, and it'll work out. But when he and I study together, I'll say, honey, you read. And he'll read, and I mean, illumination just comes. Just, it just hits. You know, God, God said, it, God says over in Corinthians, he says he chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Man, in his own thinking, man would say a woman can't stand in the pulpit, especially in the Appalachian Mountains. We don't put up with that nonsense. Oh, no. It's the man stands in the pulpit, the woman's under the thumb, and that's the way it goes. And God said, you think so? Watch this. He so he I mean now Jesus doesn't talk this way but but remember Jesus knows how to relate and he saw a few things. I guarantee you, Jesus said, Dad, they got this thing down there on the earth where they say, Here, hold my beer. 
And then they say, watch this. Lord, every time they do that, they do something that just doesn't work with the mind. They do something crazy and ridiculous. Lord, you want to mess with them? Do something crazy and ridiculous. Put a woman as the teacher and put a man as the anointed reader that hears from the Holy Ghost. And when he speaks, it just cuts like a two-edged sword. Come on. Why? Jesus doesn't do things the way we think man ought to do things. Glory to God. We got one verse read. That's okay. Come on, let's read. (laughs) All right. So chapter 1, verse 2. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Who did Jesus... Look look at this. He said, until the day which he was taken up, from the time he walked out of the grave to the time that he was taken up, he did what? Through the Holy Ghost. Not Jesus the man, Jesus the anointed of the Holy Ghost. Those that are called and appointed the disciples of God who know how to flow with the Holy Ghost. That's what Jesus did. How much do you know in this day, this hour, we are the disciples that are supposed to flow with the Holy Ghost. Yep. Who gave the commandment? The Holy Ghost. Guess what? The Holy Ghost only says what Jesus said, and Jesus only says what the Father said. So when Jesus gave this command via the Holy Ghost, who gave the command? The Father. Wow. The Father did. Amen. Come on. And, he's, and who did he give the commandment to? The apostles. The apostles. They'll say, chosen. but that was the twelve. No, honey, there were over 500. Pre- there was a multitude. There were hundreds and thousands present. And he spoke it to all of them. All of them. You know what the word apostle means? It means the sent one. The sent one. We, as Christians, are the sent one. Ones. I'll show it to you in the book of Matthew in a few minutes, time providing. So technically we're all apostles. Yes, we are the sent ones. We are the sent. Now, does so, that mean that so, you should, so does that mean I start saying Apostle that. Derek and Apostle Zach and Apostle Cam? No, because we're not going to take that five-fold office position, but we are going to say we are sent by Christ. All right, verse 3. To whom he showed himself alive after his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Listen, when Christ shows up, there should be infallible proofs. Amen. There should be signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. I started bringing people to church who got born again and sat on fire for Jesus, and they'd say, well, I got this problem, that problem, and... Well, God knows the answer. I say, come on into the church. God's got your answer. We get them in the church, and they say they had marriage problems. They say, well, you know, we got these marriage problems. I don't need some pastor telling me how to deal with my marriage. And da, da, da. You ain't got nothing to worry about. The pastor ain't even preached on marriage in eight months. You're good. You walk him in the door. He starts out. The minister starts going over here about faith. And before you know it, he's over here talking about marriage. And you're sitting there going, God. Why? Why, God? And God said, because they need it. 
Amen. Because they need it. Oh, come on. Showing himself. And sure enough, I take my family or my friends to dinner. We go home. We sit down. We talk about this. They'd say this. What would you tell that pastor about me? Not a word. You want me to call him on the phone and ask him? Because I didn't tell him nothing about you. Why? Because God already knows your business. Yes, he does. He already knows the business. He already knows what Signs, you need. Signs, wonders, and miracles. When the minister calls to you and says, hey, been thinking about you, been praying for you, how you doing? Don't go, oh, I'm peachy, I'm good, I'm highly, fla- I'm highly flavored. flavored, I'm highly flavored, I'm blessed and highly favored, I'm above and not beneath, I'm the head, I'm not the tail, I'm going over. There's a reason your pastor called you. Yes. There's a reason your pastor looked at you and said, what's going on, bud? What's going on, sister? What's going on? Why? Because God is downloading your business. Not every detail, but enough for you, for that minister to know, you need a little intervention. You need a little help. You need a little something. I can't tell you how many times I've reached out to people and have been absolutely clueless. And they're like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost said, they ain't good. You want to give me a word? Nope. Just keep, t- just keep talking to them. I-, I don't think you're good. I'm good. Ho- uh, Holy Ghost, they said they're good. They ain't good. They're not okay. Stay on top of them. You going to give me something to go by? Nope, I ain't telling you a word. That's not their normal resting face, Lord. Is that, is that my clue? That might be your clue. By faith. Uh... No, there's something not okay. I can see it all over your face. And they think that across their forehead is written their book, their life. And I'm like, you're going to have to tell me something because the Holy Ghost won't let me go. And he's telling me you got a problem. And Signs, wonders, and miracles. Sometimes we're so busy looking for the spectacular, we miss the supernatural. Oh, absolutely. Come on. Verse 4, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Look at, look at what Jesus was said. What, what, did, what did Jesus himself do? He assembled with other believers. Amen. He assembled them. Listen, if we want to make a cake and everybody has an ingredient in their house, is we get, are we getting a cake? Probably not. We got to call everybody to come to one location with their ingredient, and then we have to work together despite personality issues. We got to figure out how to get along so that we can get this cake made. And then we got to use the resources available to us in the church house to get the cake made. And then once you get the cake made, you got to get some more people to come in with some more ingredients so we can put some icing on that thing. How much do you... Yeah, uh, yeah, don't forget the guy that's got the plate and the lady that's got the knife and the other person that's got the fork so we can eat it. Because a lot of times... Do what? He's got the appetite. Praise the Lord. you got to have somebody that's got the appetite to bring this thing together. I got some the oven. expectancy. Huh? I got the oven. 
You got the oven? <laughs> I got the oven. I got the. That's an essential part. Yeah. Uh, we had a we had a minister friend. He said uh, he said uh, we we'd say something about a cookie or something. He said he'd look at us and he said, listen. He said, I run an orphanage for cookies, and he'd rub his belly. I, I run an orphanage for cookies, and he'd rub his belly. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <coughs> Let's keep going. All right. So so he commanded them that they should not depart Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. Wait for the promise. Now here he's talking about the promise of the Holy Ghost, but how much you know with the Holy Ghost comes the signs, wonders, and miracles. We often are too busy to rush in, do our hour, and rush out. We're too busy. You can't put God on a time clock. Uh, one time, uh, under our mentoring pastors, you know, my, my pastor always had, because back in that day, we didn't have the big clock on the back wall, so he had to have his watch, and the whole time he's preaching, he's doing this. The whole time he's preaching, he's doing this, looking. And the closer you got to time, the more he was looking, because he was so conscientious about making sure that he didn't offend people by running long. And the Lord finally told him, because he, he was seeking the Lord, you know, why aren't things moving? Why aren't we seeing signs, wonders, and miracles? Why aren't we seeing your power? And God said, because you're too busy looking at the clock to look at me. He said, why don't you take that watch off and just, and just flow by my spirit? And so he did. He took his watch off, set it on the altar, and all of a sudden the services, sometimes we, sometimes 1130, the spirit starts to move, and it'd be great, you know, and we get out on time. Other times, the Spirit gets to move. We wouldn't get out till one thirty, two o'clock. But man, oh man, you didn't care. You didn't care. That you look at the watch and go, ain't no way. You look at the clock and go, there ain't no way. Ain't no, no way. Ain't no way. No, 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 no. No. You got to learn to wait on the Holy Ghost. You got to learn to wait on the promises of God. So, so he told them to wait on the promise of the Father, which we we had heard of him. For John truly baptized with water. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? There's a whole sermon in that, but I don't want to talk about that right now. Let's and, he going. Said to, and he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Now here's the deal. Jesus himself does not even know the time, the day, and the hour of his return. Jesus himself doesn't even know. He's waiting. Well, well, I thought him and God were one. They are one, but they're separate. And only the Father God knows the time. Jesus is actually in heaven going, is it time yet, Father? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? Father, is it time? We saw in Revelations, remember, we saw that he was sitting on the cloud waiting for the waiting for the time waiting for the angel to come with the message of time he's waiting he's waiting just like we're waiting he's waiting just like we're waiting but he he's waiting for his time to return and set up his millennial reign what they were waiting for was the promise of the baptism of the holy ghost see you can't you will not See the power of God like you're supposed to see the power of God operating on this earth without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Are you telling me that I absolutely have to be baptized in the Holy Ghost? No, you don't have to be. If you don't want to be, you don't have to be. But if you, but if you choose not to be, you're never going to experience 
the fullness of the power that God has for you today. Amen. You're, you're, you won't experience it. And, well, if I don't have that experience, will I miss out on heaven? No. no. But you won't have the abundant life here that Christ came to supply you either. Um, all right. So just, let's get to this. Oh, this next verse. Ooh, this next verse. <laughs> verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. You shall receive power. This is deutimous power. This is mountain-moving power. This is devil-evicting power. This is the power to evict Satan and his minions from operating in this earth. We can't evict them from the earth, but we can evict them from operating in and around our life. That's what this power is for. Now, let's go to, um, I said I'd show you, let's keep holding your place in Mark. I want you to go to Matthew chapter uh, 28. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Verse 18. Again, here's the end of Matthew's uh, gospel. And Matthew gives us another little piece. We just saw one piece of Jesus' sermon. Now we're going to get another little snippet of Jesus' sermon. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. How much power does Jesus have? All. All of it. What does all mean? All. All. All means all. It means there's no power lacking. See, the devil will always try to tell you that you don't have the power. The devil will always tell you that you're not big enough, bad enough, and strong enough to get rid of him. And there is a truth in that because you by yourself doesn't have the power. But we are one with the one that has all of the power. All of the power. Um, when uh, Brother Randy was in prison and the Lord told him to go cast demons out of this one man, this man was possessed, possessed. His human spirit was filled with a homosexual spirit. And then he had two other spirits that tagged along with him. Uh, one was a murderous spirit and the other one was a spirit of addiction, I believe. I don't remember exactly. But the, the one that possessed him was a homosexual spirit. And uh, God told him, Brother Randy, to cast the demon out of that man. And, and Brother Randy was praying and talking, and, and talking to him. And Brother Randy used to do, he, he said he found himself doing this on his prayer path. He had a path in the prison yard that he would walk and he would pray. And he'd worn a, a path in the grass and he called it his prayer path. And as he was walking his path, he found himself saying by the Holy Ghost, by the unction of the Spirit, he began to say, I cast out devils and demons by the Holy Ghost. I cast out devils and demons by the Holy Ghost. I cast out devils and demons by the Holy Ghost. And uh, he said he was kind of shocked by saying it. 
he, he, he found, he thought, well, that's a weird thing for me to say. And he knew it wasn't him, but he knew it was his spirit. And he got it and anointed him to do it. And so the day came where he needed to, uh, where this man was willing to let Brother Randy cast the demons out of him. And so, uh, long story short, they got up in the chaplain's office, him and two of his other prison buddies that were uh, born-again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking Christians. And um, he had gotten them in there with them. And one of them that he got with him was Dixon. Dixon was a tongue-talking, fire-breathing uh, weightlifter, Christian weightlifter. He was a big man. He'd get out on the weight pile, and he'd lift this massive weight, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, Dixon wasn't fully sanctified. This is Brother Randy. This is how he tells it. He said, he said uh, Dixon was not yet fully sanctified. And he'd, and he'd, uh, get you, he's, he'd get them saved one way or another. He'd, he'd either, he'd either, uh, uh, pray, he'd either, uh, you know, minister the word to them or he'd, uh, beat the hell out of them, one of the two, in Jesus' name. And, uh, so, you know, he'd get frustrated with them when they talk bad about his Jesus and he'd jump on them and try to beat that devil out of them. And, uh, his brother Randy went, to get Dixon, and uh, he got Dixon. He was out there pumping the weights, and he said, Dixon. And Dixon said, what, preacher? That's what they called him. And he said, so-and-so's up in the chapel. We're going to go cast the de- we're, uh, The Lord told me to cast the demon out of him, and uh, I want you to come help me. He said, Dixon jumped off of that weight bench and took off for running. And uh, at that time, Brother Randy, it, it uh Six foot four, six foot five, whatever he is, real tall, skinny, late, like I think he said about 167 pounds or 76 pounds, scrawny, skinny. He was, he was skinny back then. He was skinny. He was tall and he was skinny. And Dixon was this weightlifter and he got up and he took off a running. And Brother Randy, he'd been fasting and praying, so he wasn't as fast as Dixon. And uh, he had to run through the yard going, wait, Dixon, hold on, Dixon, wait, Dixon, trying to catch him. And finally, Dixon spun around, put his hands on his waist, and said, What do you want, preacher? And he said, Dixon, we're not going to beat the devil out of him. We're going to cast the devil out of him. And Dixon replied, Bless God, I'll give it to him any way he wants it. (laughs) And quoted Drew to him. (laughs) And and Brother Randy had to quote scripture to him and all this. But my point is, is uh, they got in there, and uh, they set the man down, and and Brother Randy said, so Brother Randy's trying to hold Dixon down and the other guy down and keep them, you know, from flying away on their faith and trying to cast his demon out of this man. And uh, he, uh, he, 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 you know, they, they had permission. And he looked at the man and he said, You foul homosexual spirit that possesses so-and-so, I command you to come out of him. And when he said those words, the man's eyes rolled back in his head and he began to foam and, and spit and sputter. And that demon grabbed a hold of that man's vocal cords and said to him, come back when you get, you hear that demon said, this is the, what that demon said, you ain't got the power, come back when you get it. And Brother Randy and Dixon and the other man thought, all right. Uh, you, you, uh, we, okay, I guess we ain't doing this today, but something rose up on the inside of his spirit. The Holy Ghost said he had been meditating on these scriptures about how uh, Jesus had the power 
and had all power, and that all power was given onto, we'll read it in a minute, minute to, to the people. He had been meditating on them, and the spirit all of a sudden rose up, and, the, and out of his spirit he said, No, demon, I got the power. You come out in Jesus' name. And then Dixon grabbed a hold of him and grabbed him by the scruff of his uniform collar or whatever and shook him like an old bulldog and said, You come out of him like my preacher taught, told you to do. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. No, there's no power in us. There's no ability in us. The power is all Jesus's. Amen. It's all Jesus's power. But look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, he said, all power in heaven and on the earth is his. Let's keep going. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He said, go. He was talking to the disciples. He committed, he told all disciples to go. How much you know that means that we've been commanded to be sent out. We've been commanded to be sent out and to... We've been commanded to be sent out and to go into all nations. Now, most people say that means I got to go across the pond, across the ocean. No, that word nation can, can also mean generations and cultures. So you can go to all the nations and never leave home. Never leave home. Go, go, go out into your community baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. There's three different types of baptisms that every Christian should want to experience, or really every person on the planet needs to experience. The first one is the baptism of salvation, the baptism of living water, the baptism into the family of Christ. That word baptize, don't let that confuse you. It simply means to be totally submerged. There's, and then there's the water baptism, which all that the water baptism is, is that is a public declaration that something on the inside has changed, and now you're going to begin the process of what's on the inside showing up on the outside. Showing up on the outside. And uh, that's water baptism. And the third baptism is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that's where you get completely submerged in the power, the ability, the anointing of God. You get totally submerged from your toes all the way through every part of your body. You're completely saturated in the power of God through the ability of the Holy Ghost so that when you walk around, you, have you ever carried a wet sponge through the house? And, you know, and it's good and it's wet. What do you got to do? You got to put your hand under it and kind of, kind of, Grab the, why? Because that thing's dripping water. Well, we should be so full of the Holy Ghost that we leave a trail of Holy Ghost everywhere we go. Amen. Now, leaving a trail of the Holy Ghost doesn't mean you're fruity and flaky. You don't go walking through the grocery store and go, bam, oh my God, I just walked into an angel. You make a mockery of Christ with that nonsense. No. Be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. When, you, when the Holy Ghost says, Witness to that person. Witness to him. Witness to him. Uh, when the Holy Ghost says, bless that person, you bless that person. 
uh, when I took Jackie out here to go get her test, we were, I was at a restaurant, and the young man that I was working, that was work, that was waiting our table, there was just something about him. There's just something about him. What was the something? He had the light of God. And he's working, he's working a secular job. Those secular jobs will get to you. So he's working this secular job, and uh, the Lord told me, he said, the Lord said, that's one of my children. I want you to bless him. I said, Lord, how do you want me to bless him? He said, give him all the cash in your wallet, and then some. Okay, Lord. So I pulled out the cash. So I pulled out my wallet, and he came over and just checked on us one last time. And let me ask you a question. I mean, it's a busy restaurant, loud. I said, let me ask you a question. He said, yes, ma'am. I said, do you, do you personally know the Lord Jesus Christ? He put on this huge smile. He said, oh, yes, ma'am, I know the Lord personally. Yes, ma'am, I do. I said, I thought so. And I reached in my wallet, and I pulled out all my cash. And I said, do you get to keep all of your tips? He said, yes, ma'am, I get to keep every bit of it. And I said, well, this is, I said, this is for you. He said, oh, thank you, ma'am. I said, no, sir. I said, that's from the Lord Jesus personally. I said, there'll be a little more on the, on the thing. But that's, I said, and then I, but I just leave him with that. And I said, I was listening to the Holy Ghost. I said, the Lord wants me to tell you he has you right in the center of the palm of his hand. And don't you move. And you could just see a peace just wash over him. Just, it just washed over him. And, uh. I mean, honestly, we, I tipped him more than half of our bill. I mean, I did. I, I Actually, no, I, yeah, I tipped him. No, he, what was it, Jackie, 120-something percent tip? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a big tip, just a big tip. <laughs> Listen, you can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. You can't, right? That's his money anyways. So then... We're over here in Outback with Derek, and uh, this this waiter, this waiter, I mean, they set him seven tables, and one of them was a, was an eight or a nine top. It was seven tables at once. He was the only waiter in the house, and here comes the lunch rush. And, I mean, he was rocking it, and he had two uh, very happily influenced people in the middle of it, and he handled it like a rock star, and I gave him a good tip that day. Well, then we, the ladies, it, we, it was funny. We had one person on the phone with Texas Roadhouse and one person on the phone with Outback. And we said, whichever one will get us a table first, that's where we're going. And Outback come through, and they said, oh, sure, we can get you a table. How long you need us to, how long are you going to be shopping, and then we'll fit you in, and then we'll get you a table. Just let us know what time you'll be here. And we told them, we walked through the door. She said, yep, I got you on the list. Give me just a couple of minutes. They sat us right now, no problem. Had the same exact waiter. And uh, he, all of a sudden, he looked at me. He said, wait a minute. I had you the other day. And I said, yes, sir, you did. And uh, he said, and we got to talking, and he found out we were from out of town. He said, you don't even live here, and I've had you, you know, in, in twice this week. And I said, yeah, yeah. And he did a great job. And I went, to, I went to put the tip on the check, and the Lord said, tip him real good. I said, uh, Lord, I tipped that other guy real good. He said, yeah, I want you to tip this one good, too. I said, well, Lord, how much you want me to give him? It was a sixty dollar. It was a sixty dollar bill. He said, tip him thirty. I said, Lord, that's a fifty percent tip. He said, yeah. He said, and then just let him know that I love him. 
Well, he was busy, and he went to the back, and I didn't get to see him. So I said, Lord, what am I going to do? And he said, he said, just write it on the receipt. So I wrote on the receipt, Jesus loves you. This is from him. And I just set it on the table. I may never see that waiter again, but God saw it. But God saw it. Go into all the world. Go into all the nations. So... In light of the time of year that just passed, I'm going to ask you a question. So, and and she can't be seated there unless she's got those. Pretty much, I know the answer. But but how many when they were 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 younger used to watch scary movies and and probably watched the movie The Exorcist? I mean, I know we didn't. I, I did. I didn't like the movie, but 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 it's it's a terrible movie. And and the reason why is because it glorifies the power of Satan. And 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 most of your most of your scary movies like that do like Freddy Freddy Krueger and Jason and we don't need all the names. Yeah. Okay, I could go on, but I'm not gonna. the The, the point is, it, it 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 glorifies the power of Satan. It it's it it's it's meditating on the power of Satan instead of the power of the Lord. And but the, it did the the movie Exorcist did have one thing right. It showed that your common average preacher. Probably can't cast out devils. You know, uh, preachers of Buddhists can't cast out devils. Uh, Hindu preachers can't cast out devils. No, because they serve them. Right? They serve them. How can they evict them when they serve them? Uh, Taoists can't cast out devils. There's, I could go on and on through all the religions. Probably can't list them all, but I could, pro- I could go on and on. We do a lot of them. But they can't, they can't cast out demons. But who can? The, the the chosen of Jesus Christ. The ones who will believe. The ones who will believe and the ones who will follow and the ones that will meditate on his word and his power. That's why these movies are so bad because they're, they're getting us to meditate on the wrong things. They're teaching us that Satan has all the power and he doesn't. And he doesn't. He doesn't. But, but, but the, the beautiful thing is is that no, the average preacher... Probably can't cast out devils, but every one of us can. And honestly, the sad thing is, is most Christian preachers can't cast out a demon because they refuse to understand the truth of the word. And they refuse to believe. Jesus gave every one of us the power to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick and they would recover. To to go into all the world and preach his word. He gave it to us. He chose us. We are his, we are a peculiar people and 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 a peculiar priesthood which means we are an uncommon priesthood we're not your common preachers but he get, he gave us all of this so think about that you know it's 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 a powerful thing that he's given us he called all he called he called all of his people to do these things and we should be doing them Look at verse 20. It says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always on to the end of the world. If Jesus commanded us to do something, not only are we to do it, but we're to teach others to do it. Amen. And there's multiple ways to cast out demons. So let's go back to Mark now, the end of Mark, Mark 16. Uh, uh, yeah, Mark 16, verse, let's start right here in verse 15. And he said... Now, hold on, because while you were ministering, 
I heard this in the spirit. I thought this was prayer and healing school. It is. When we went through the healings in the Bible, if you'll remember, we found out that the large majority, I, I don't know the exact percentage, but probably somewhere in 80 to 90% of the people that, got, that Jesus himself healed, 80 to 90% of them, he actually had to cast out demons to get them healed in a very large percentage. And most of the church is happy to lay hands on the sick and get them healed, but they're not willing to deal with the demon that brought the sickness in the first place. Yep. You got to yep. dig out the root of the problem. If you're doing that, you're 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 just like a lot of yep. medical professionals. They're treating the the, the symptoms and not the because, cause. And, and that's great. Let's let's treat. Let's let's get all the help we can get. We're so thankful for doctors. We're so thankful that they can give us help and aid. But we but we've got to get to where we depend. Yes, we we rely on their help. I I use their help personally. But my, but I go to the great physician for the actual. And honestly, answer. most physicians can't. They, they, yeah. they, 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 they don't have enough insight or, or into the people's lives to know what the root cause is. Well, and here's yeah. the deal: from a from a natural standpoint, talking natural, they're dealing with the natural, and sickness comes from a supernatural standpoint. And so if you don't deal with the spirit behind it, you're going to have a heart. Now, now, does that mean that our medical doctors can't heal certain illnesses? Of course oh, they no. can because that's God's given us, given them I'm, the wisdom I'm to not, know how to do I'm it. I'm not trying to knock doctors, that's no. for sure. Yeah. Some doctors. Okay, some. Some doctors. Oh, that's yes. true. And I, I, I wasn't good. trying to knock doctors. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. That was not my heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, a, a, a fair amount of doctors. In fact, we and honestly, we've run across many doctors that have said, "I can't heal anybody. Jesus can." That's true. We have run into that. You know, that. we we run into that. They see that. They they see, they've seen too many miracles to know that they've got all the wisdom and the knowledge. Uh, so thank God. Like I said, we thank God for that. And uh, and uh, so you got to hear the heart behind it. But let's look at verse 15. This is the, again. This is a snippet of the last instructions of Christ. He says this. I can go now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. Again, what are we? We're to be the sent out ones. We're to go out and to preach, which means to proclaim the gospel of Christ. Everywhere you go, you should proclaim, but you need to proclaim with the wisdom of the Spirit. Are you proclaiming by how you're living or are you actually verbally proclaiming? You know, uh, we the first time we were at the restaurant, we were with some people that, that didn't, unfortunately, they were in the bondages of Satan. Uh, and, you know, I was like, Lord, this is an opportunity. And the Lord said, it's not an opportunity. They won't hear you. Just pray for them. So you're going to have that wisdom because if you're out of sync and out of time with God, you'll do more damage than good. More damage than good. But we are to go and we are to proclaim the good news of Christ to every creature. Every creature or every creation. To all of creation is what that means. Amen. All right. So verse 16. 
he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Now, again, that doesn't mean, and a lot of people use the scripture to say, if you're not water baptized, you're not going to heaven. That's not what it's talking about. It says, if you believe in Christ and you are baptized, saturated in the living water of Christ, then you shall be saved. The water baptism is an, is a, is an outward showing of what is already, of the baptism that has already taken place in the life. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Okay. And so, this, the, so we know. If somebody said, I don't believe, I don't believe, in, I don't believe in your Jesus then we know that they, rather it's out of ignorance, rather it's because Satan has blinded them, rather it's because of personal choice, we know that they have, at that point and stage in their life, they've made the decision, they don't want heaven, they want hell. They've made that decision. Now, does that mean that decision can't be turned? No, it does. But if something happened to them that moment, we, that, that would be it. All right. All right, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Oh, underline that. <laughs> underline that. These signs will follow them that believe. In other words, if you don't believe, notice there's a semicolon there. That, and again, we know that those that believe what? He tells us. If we don't believe in the next few statements, these things will not activate in our life. I, I grew up as a Christian. I left the church for 12 years, but even in that, I still believed in God. But I was quickly losing my salvation, to be quite honest. Um, and, uh, but he said, and, and, and in, my, in all my years, I had not really seen any move of God. Not, not really. I, I mean, there was one time, one definite move I remember, but that was it. Um, but why? Because I had never been taught to believe for these things. I'd never been taught to believe for them. But if you'll believe for these things, then these things will, then these signs will follow you. Uh, remember what I said about Brother Randy would walk the prison yard and he would say, by the unction of the Spirit, I cast out devils and demons in Jesus' name. Remember, we've been talking about the power of your words. What was he doing? He was speaking, and he was creating his tomorrow. He was speaking. The first time we dealt with uh, somebody that, was, that had a demon issue, the Lord just, I don't know that your generation had this a whole lot, but in our generation, the biggest way they taught you how to swim, thank God this was not my mom's philosophy. But a lot of people, uh, they were thrown into the deep water and told, swim. And, uh, yeah, swim. Just get in the water and swim. And, and for some people, they learned to swim. And for some people, it created a fear of water. Uh, you know. Um, and, and so when it came to dealing with demons, I had heard so many teachings on it and studied on it so much that the Lord said, you're ready. Into the deep end you go. I didn't have somebody that just had some demonic manifestations. The Lord said, um, I'm going to send you a demon-possessed one, that which is the highest level of demon activity. And I thought, well, that's, that's just praise God. Um, but 
uh, months before that happened, I would just be driving down the road praying in the Holy Ghost, and all of a sudden I'd catch myself saying, I cast out devils and demons in Jesus' name. I cast out devils and demons in Jesus' name. And then I'd realize what I was saying. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I don't think I'm ready for that. And I would purposely shut it down. But then the, but then the Holy Spirit began to deal with me. He said, uh, you know, and I began to say, okay, Lord. If that's what it is, then okay. And then I began to, when the Spirit would prompt me, I would say it. What was I doing? I was building my believing. Building my believing. If the devil is constantly talking to you and the devil is constantly bringing influence in your life and the devil is constantly bringing sickness against you and you're constantly dealing with things of the devil, you need to begin to proclaim. You need to begin to confess. You need to begin to say, I cast out devils and demons in Jesus' name. Before you can ever cast them out of somebody else's life, you have to cast them out of your life. You have to get them out of your life first. And so, and, and I had worked very diligently to get demonic influence and control out of my life. So now I qualified to help somebody else get the demons out of their life. I, I didn't know it, but I just, for, for all through my years, I would confess this verse. And I was more focused on the tail end of the verse than the beginning of the verse, but I confessed the whole verse. So once I got to the laying on, once I got to the speaking in tongues and the laying hands on the sick and the, and the trusting to walk in supernatural health, there was only one thing left on the list, the casting out the demons. And God said, okay, let's get the last thing on the list. But look at what he said. These signs shall follow them that... Believe. believe not believe in jesus but if you believe these signs will follow you then they will follow you in my name they shall cast out devils they yes. shall speak with new tongues they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover so for healing because this is prayer and healing school uh, in order to be productive, in order to be able to obtain healing for yourself, you need to begin to say, I lay hands on the sick and they do recover. Because how much you? You're, you're a sick. If you deal with sickness, you're a sick. You qualify. Learn to lay hands on yourself. Learn to lay hands on yourself. And begin to, and, 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 but begin to just walk around and confess. I lay hands on the sick and they do recover. I lay hands on the sick and they do recover. I lay hands on the sick and they do recover. If the devil's talking to you all the time, begin to say, I cast out demons in Jesus' name. I cast out demons in Jesus' name. I cast out, because the devil would eat my, eat my lunch and my thought life. And when he would just begin to talk to me, my response was, Satan, I cast you out in Jesus' name. Satan, I cast you out in Jesus' name. What was I doing? I was telling him I'm to, to cast out means to evict, to evict. Satan, you have no right to me in Jesus' name. Satan, you have no right to me in Jesus' name. You know, uh, if somebody has demonic influence, they can just come in and hear the word. And if they'll start to work the word, they can get rid of the devil on their own. They can get rid of the devil on their own. What do they have to do? They just have to begin to say, I cast out devils in Jesus' name. Satan, you have no right to me. 
Satan, get out in Jesus' name. Satan, get out. He'll, and, the, and the devil will say, you can't get rid of me. Oh, yes, I can. Get out in Jesus' name. You don't have the authority. Yes, I do. I'm a child of God. Get out in Jesus' name. Jesus said that those signs would follow me, and they do follow me. Therefore, you can't. You don't have a right to me. Sickness comes. You know, you get a little bit of a scratchy throat, a little bit of sinus, or a little bit of a tummy ache, or something like that. Oh, no, Satan. Sickness comes from you, and I cast you and your sickness out from me in Jesus' name. Now, you can lay hands on the sick and command demons. to. If you, if you know there's a demon, you can say, Satan, I command you uh, to leave. But a lot of times, we just command the sickness to go, and sometimes a demon shows up. Well, what do you do? You attack that thing in the name of Jesus. You cast it out. You, ah, you ain't staying. You get out of here in Jesus' name. And you stay with it till it goes. You stay with it till it goes. And when it goes, then you just, okay, Father, I thank you that we're healed, we're whole, and we're well. Teaching you how to pray. Teaching you how to operate in the word. Thank you, Lord. Miss Kathy, you're right. Um then I, I need to apologize because it is probably true that that most doctors um, would use Jesus if if they have a revelation of him. Yeah, because absolutely. doctors spend their entire they dedicate their entire lives to healing people, and their 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 heart most of them is is to heal people and yeah, and to do good. To do and if they mind. if they have a revelation of the healing power of God and Jesus, they're going to use it because it's a tool in their box. You know, right. God invented doctors, and and it's and he he yes, he wants us to rely and trust on him. But if but if 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 we need to, he says we should do what we need to do to get the relief we need. That's right. You know, um, and not everybody has has the faith to get healed instantaneously. So we have doctors, and doctors study and they do what they they do what they know to do. But they don't have all the knowledge. I mean, they spend a lot of years studying, and they've got way more knowledge than me. I mean, honestly, uh, if God wanted to use the foolish things of this world to proclaim him, he couldn't have gone too far wrong with me. Because I read, the, I read Proverbs, and I go, oh, yeah, I did that, and I did that. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> I need to do some corrections here. I qualify as the fool. I qualify. I, I, many time, many times I, I qualify as the fool in those scriptures. Or in the past, at least. But, and, and, you know, and I haven't studied near as much as Kathy or any other doctor has. So they have a lot of knowledge, but they don't have all knowledge. That's why we have Jesus. That's right. But the ones that have Jesus, they'll use them. The ones that know that, there's a, that God is there, they'll say, oh, please pray. I do pray. And, when, and, and listen, when I pray for doctors... You know, when I, if I'm having a procedure or I'm there with somebody that's having a procedure, when I pray for them, I don't just pray for myself or for that patient. I pray for every patient that doctor touches. Yep. And I mean, I do. I pray for every doctor that that doctor touches. And, and, and I did that one time with one doctor, and he looked up with me and he said, Wow, I've never had anybody pray for my other patients. Thank you so much. That means so much to me and to my patients. And, and here's the thing. You know, he, he likes to use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He gave us all the ability to lay hands on people and they would recover. That's right. That's right. And we didn't have to study. 
well, we study his word. We study his word, but 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 we didn't spend you know a large portion of our life studying to get to get a diploma and and to and then go into uh, grad school school and and being an intern and all that stuff. We didn't do all that, but but he gave us that ability. You know, he, that's what it means to, you know, use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Because yeah. we, we can lay hands on people and they will recover. Yeah. Not that doctors aren't a great thing, because I go to them all the time. I'm so thankful for them. Yes. I'm so thankful for them. Um, but, but, oh, thank God we've got Jehovah Rapha. Amen. Oh, thank God for Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha helps the natural doctor. And when the natural doctor reaches the end of their, of their knowledge and their ability... Jehovah Rapha is right there. And I'm telling you what, I would not be standing in this pulpit if it wasn't for the wisdom and the knowledge that that Jehovah Rapha gave to doctors because they were able to get me past the pain so I could get to the place where I could begin to operate the word to receive my supernatural recovery. So you've got to use every tool out there. You've got to, if you're dealing with a sickness and the doctor said, I need you to take this medicine, take your medicine. Mm -hmm. Take your medicine, but every time you take your medicine, declare, by his stripes, I am healed. And I'm no longer going to need this medicine. I am no longer dependent upon this medicine. By his stripes, I have been set free and redeemed. By from the curse of the law, and Satan no longer has a hold on me. When the devil begins to talk to you, begin to say, begin to say, no, Satan, you can't stay. When the demon says, when that when that thought comes, when that penetrating thought comes, you oh, you can't get rid of me that easily. See, because you can cast the devil out, but that devil's going to come back around and he's going to try to get back in. You got to slam that door shut. And you got to say, No, you were cast out. No, you got to go. No, you got to go. You got you to confess that out of your mouth. No, you got to go. You know, you've been evicted. No, you've been evicted. You got to go. And I ain't got to go. You ain't got the power. If you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've got the power. In fact, let's say this together. I have. I have received Jesus Christ. Received Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. As my Lord and my Savior. Therefore. Therefore. I have the power. I have the power. I have the authority. I have the authority. I have the dominion. I have the dominion to evict Satan. To evict Satan from my life. From my life in every area. In every area. Satan. Satan. I put you on notice. I put you on notice. You no longer have any right to me. You no longer have any right to me. So get out. So get out. And never come back. And never come back. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now here's the deal. That demon, he going to try to come back. You tell him. You say, ah, you do it again. And 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 you do it again. Because your spirit is sealed, and unless you unseal it, that demon cannot penetrate it. Yep. And in the meantime, you go around shutting doors. That's like, right. Like you quit watching those movies. Yep. Don't, don't, <laughs> stop listening. Listen, stop listening to worldly music. And if you're listening to Christian music and your spirit goes, ew, stop listening to that particular song. I mean, they, they've got this song out there, the things that I'm afraid of are afraid of you. Why in the world would you sing, I'm afraid of something? 
That's Satan that brings fear. You're giving glory to the devil. Don't sing that song. In fact, rebuke that. No, I am not afraid of anything because I have power, authority, and dominion, and Satan is under my feet. Yep, I'm not afraid of anything because of you, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm fearful of the Lord, but I ain't fearful of you, you sorry devil. You know, and the, and the fear of the Lord is not, ooh, I'm afraid and I'm paralyzed. It's, God, you are so powerful. I'm right there under your wings. I ain't going to do nothing to upset you. <laughs> ooh, I love you, Jesus. No, you got to get some boldness. you got to get some tenacity. Listen, I need you to understand. I need you to understand specifically. You have been 100% set free. I, I need you to understand that. I know that I know that I know that that demon is gone from you, okay? But that doesn't mean the thoughts are gone. It doesn't mean that the emotions are gone. That's going to require you to do this right here, okay? Because you've got a lifetime of thinking to overcome, okay? And uh, we understand that. We relate to that. So when you have a hard day... we're right here. Reach out. I'm having a hard time. And we're going to tell you, confess this. Say this. Don't go, what if it doesn't work? Just begin to confess it. Begin to say it. In fact, begin to say every day, I have evi- all demons have been evicted from my life. All demons have been evicted from my life. That young man right there can testify that when that's what you've known most of your life, it's, it unhinges you so much that you almost have a desire to run back to it. And you and you need to resist that with everything in you, okay? Yeah, yeah. Don't don't run back because it, it takes it takes time to recover when you run back. And uh, but listen, those that are online, we we uh, those that that hear this message online, if you're dealing with with these things, uh, you need to get into the Word. And if you can get in, if you have the physical ability to get in a church. You need to get into a church, but don't just go to the one that's got all the social events. Go to the one that God tells you to go to because that's the one where that pastor has what you need to begin to walk in the abundant life of Christ. Amen. Go to that one. And if, if we're your church, but you can't get here, and you say, well, that's my church, I just can't get there, and you haven't let us know that, you need to let us know so that we can pray for you and get resources to you and help you uh, to walk these things out. And, um, you know, because, you know, I, I know for a fact that there's people locally that listen to us very, very faithfully. I know for a fact that some of them, because of certain situations, uh, they don't have the transportation they need or or the or the physical stamina to be able to come, that's okay. Uh, just reach out to us and let us know so that we can be your help and your support. Yep, we can even come pray for uh, you. Yeah. Um, you know, we get the word in you. But, but one way to receive healing is to submit yourself under the word of God. Amen. To say every time the doors are open, if I can be there, I'm going to plug in. To, to get the word in you and begin to put the word to work in Jesus' mighty name. And uh, if you'll begin to work the word, the word will begin to work for you, and you will begin to work in a brand new way in Jesus' name. Amen. In a brand new way. 
Well, glory to God, I preached myself so incredibly happy. It's so wonderful. And, uh, you know, uh, if you're saying, well, where's the signs, wonders, and miracles? You should have been here for prayer service. Right. You should have been here for prayer service because God showed up and God showed out and the devil got kicked out. Amen. Woo, Jesus, healed, whole, and free in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Uh, you want to pray if our usher will come. Thank you, Father God. We glorify you. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, Father God. Glory to God. I'm trying to let go. Come on, <laughs> pray, honey. Oh, Lord. Uh, we love you, Lord. And we thank you for, for meeting with us and, and being here with us and leading and guiding us and giving us the words that need to be spoken, the words that are just right for here and now, the words that, that come straight from you, Lord, that we might learn and draw closer to you as you draw closer to us. Lord, we just love you, and we want to see your work done here on earth as it is in heaven. So we give into your kingdom uh, uh, with a grateful heart. And we, we ask that you bless this offering, that it go further than we could ever ask, hope, or think towards the doing of your work here on this earth. Lord, we'll meditate on this word, and, we'll, and we will learn, and we will get it down on the inside so that it becomes part of us, so that you become part of us, Lord, because you are the word. And we thank you for that word. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot come to steal, kill, and destroy, and you cannot return in Jesus' name. Oh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Ministering angels, go forth and bring in the blessings that we can be a bigger blessing. Lord, we thank you for your word that is working in our lives. In Jesus' name. Thank amen. you, Father. Amen and amen. Derek, you can serve the people. Thank you so much for your faithfulness, sir. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father.